Hey, I'm Matt Sparks. And I'm Branson Stowell. And welcome to the Film Exchange, where two friends and film enthusiasts discuss the films that inspire us. Today's film is My Beautiful Laundrette. It is a British comedy drama film by Stephen Frears. The story revolves around Omar, a young British Pakistani man who decides to open a laundrette in a rundown neighborhood in London with the help of his old friend Johnny, who had become involved in a local skinhead gang. As Omar and Johnny work together to transform the laundrette into a thriving business, they also begin a romantic relationship that defies social conventions and expectations. And allows the audience to explore the themes of race, class, sexuality, identity, and offer a complex and nuanced portrayal of the immigrant experience in 80s Britain. It's been praised for its sharp humor, elevated by performances by heavyweight goat actor Daniel Day-Lewis, as well as an awesome partner in Gordon Warnke. Its depiction of struggles and triumphs of the marginalized communities has given it elite status in the film world. Matt, this was your pick. Why did you pick My Beautiful Laundrette? I love this film and it's the beginning of Pride Month, so I thought I'd pick a film that focuses on uh, LGBTQ relationships or subjects. And I think this is a great pick. It's rather fearless for the time that it comes from, for what it portrays. You know, it's not a tragic tale, but it's a love story in this positive light. And it feels just especially radical coming from the 80s. And I, I love how this film feels almost conventional in a way, but with its subject matter, it's quite radical. It's told in a conventional way, but it's a radical subject matter. And also, I just think they're a really sexy couple. And it's entertaining. I think it's a lot of fun. My brief history with this film is the first time I ever saw this movie was after the Telluride Film Festival with the specific package or pass package that I was on. They gave like a gift basket and every gift basket had a random Criterion DVD in it. (laughs) And this was my random Criterion DVD. So I hadn't honestly heard of the film before this, but I am a big fan of Stephen Frears. I commend him as a director for being able to make what I think of as perfectly balanced films in terms of tone. He can take really serious subject matters and add a level of levity that makes them watchable and enjoyable and I think digestible for most audiences despite some moments of disturbance. I love so much, so many things about this film. It sort of goes under the radar for how subversive it was at the time. It's such a political film, but it's not loud. That's what I like about it. There's so much about this film that like is against the convention that does push the envelope, that does switch things up, but it doesn't need to be in your face about it. It doesn't need to announce that at every step of the way. It just kind of does it the way, you know, as the film moves along. Even the romance in this film, it feels very natural. What I talk about when I think of Stephen Frears and the balancing act and Often I think it's anti-authoritarian or just kind of counterculture, like in the case of High Fidelity. But keeping a sense of levity, like you could live this life, it's accessible, I think. And especially focusing on kind of the working class experience. In preparation for this, I watched a lot of Stephen Freer's interviews. And he's a staunch Republican, not in the American sense, but in the anti-monarchical sense that they would use in Britain. Like he's just anti-the-monarchy. He made the queen. He 
made the queen. Isn't that so interesting? I think that Republican or anti-monarchical perspective is seen through his sort of anti-establishment themes that really aren't necessarily, It's this isn't high drama takedown. It's not overindulgence. It's just showing you sort of what really matters, which is love. And I, I love that about Stephen Frears. This film is very political, I'd say. But I think the characters come first and the, all the characters are so well-developed and it's a very character-driven film. And politics come from their lives, just like their circumstances. Who do you think that this film is for? I think this is a good film for people interested in queer cinema. It's quite a seminal piece. Anyone who wants to see an early Daniel Day-Lewis film, if you're interested in the Thatcher era and the UK in the 80s, this film really deeply explores that subject. Like the first time I watched this film, I felt like it was a love story. But this time watching around, I felt like it was more of a statement piece. Like the love story is an important component. Do you feel this way? This is one element of the canvas of Omar. It doesn't feel like it's his sole driving motivation. It's not like um, Maurice, a film where it's just about the romance and that's yeah. what motivates the characters. I think that's it's definitely an important factor, but there's a lot more going on than just that. So it just feels like one element among others, which I think is uh, refreshing in a way. I mean, not to say that films that are about gay romances. I mean, I enjoy those films too, but it feels refreshing to see a person who is makes mistakes or... Because this film has so many facets, it feels like... Like it's about Omar's life more than anything as an immigrant, as a gay man, as a businessman, as a nephew and a son and all these all these figures. That's why I think that Johnny character is interesting. And I guess, like you said, examining the Thatcher era, he's emblematic of the turning tide in some sense of sort of like the old white established guard associated with these pillars of oppression, like the neo-Nazi group, et cetera, et cetera, sort of embracing what is this wild change that's happening in the 80s and this, this countercultural movement that's set to tear everything apart. I think this film could exist without the romance, but I think as you know, this former Nazi sympathizer, it makes the whole picture more complex more human what do you make of omar's family like there's so many fun characters i love how like film really explores each of these characters and there's so many different subplots when i watch this film it's like it feels crazy to me that this existed more than 30 years before like crazy rich asians when i discovered films like this and angley's the wedding banquet i just thought it was so shocking to see these what feel kind of like almost Hollywood type films that have such radical story matter and subversive story subject existed so long ago because it feels like this is something that we're still struggling to do. With that said, I love that it really explored all of these characters, even the the uncle's wife. And I thought it was interesting. There's a little bit of a supernatural element. She's putting a curse on her husband's mistress. She says furniture is moving around her house and she has this huge burn, chemical burn on the side of her stomach i felt so much more charmed by omar this time around 
you know, Gordon Warnke plays him so like aloof. I'm never necessarily worried about him. It's just like there's so much going on in the exterior. He seems to be sort of the calm guy at the center of the storm. You know, whether it's being the calming presence, the totem for his father at the very beginning, because he's taking care of him. There's a lot going on in this film, and I think it's worth multiple viewings. But at the same time, when you watch it, it feels rather easy to understand what's going on. But I did want to mention a few fun facts. So Daniel Day-Lewis plays guitar and he actually has a song called Pussy Willow on the film's soundtrack that he performed and recorded. You know, Daniel Day-Lewis is always known for his immersive approach to his characters. And before this, he worked in a butcher shop for a few weeks to play this character. Despite being super low budget, it went on to be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. In regards to the Daniel Day-Lewis casting, you know, I watched Stephen Frears talk about there were four actors that were up for that role. They were Tim Roth, Stephen Frears had previously worked with recently, Gary Oldman, Kenneth Branagh, who apparently really wanted the part. Some juggernauts. Yeah, huge. And he was trying to decide who to go with. You know, the, the ladies in the casting department were like, Daniel Day-Lewis is the hottest. I forget, because he's such a transformative actor, how kind of handsome he was, and still is, but especially back in the day. No, totally. I think it's a very sexy couple. I think Gordon Warnke is also super handsome. Some people think that this film was too restrained in terms of its like depictions of their romance. Some people feel like it was graphic. What is your take on the actual couple? I think it's hot. (laughs) When I thought of this movie after the first viewing, I remember it being a bigger part of the film in my memory. The scene, which is my favorite scene, when they're kissing behind the one-way mirror at the grand opening of the laundrette. They're making love and on the other side of the mirror, Omar's uncle and his mistress are dancing in the empty laundrette. I just, I love that scene and it's so hot when Daniel (laughs) Day-Lewis... Let's the champagne drip out of his mouth. But watching it the second time, the romance is not, it's not the main storyline at all. Yeah, I mean, for me, especially the second time, I love the romance and I think it's an integral part of the film. But I love just overall the idea of the laundrette as this place, this physical location that's representative of working class dreams coming together. Wait, wait, I want to ask what your, what is your favorite scene? When Johnny, they have the big opening of the new laundrette and Omar's father comes and he shows up late and he connects with Johnny. And the father is really compelling because he's sort of this, you know, representation of sort of bygone success and of breaking through a class barrier. I mean, he's always emphasizing the importance of education. There's all these elements that come together. One, we're in the brand new laundrette. So this there's like this metaphor of change and starting this new industry and sort of a representation of a commitment that Omar has made to this new path. But then you have Johnny as kind of this iconoclastic figure who's all anarchy and doesn't play with the system. And then you have Omar's father who seems to kind of come from this place where it is all about rules and it's about order, having them meet and having them have this discussion about a person that they both love in this place. It just, to me, it synthesizes so much of what the film is about and about the laundrette as this vehicle for community. Also, can we just briefly talk about the lick? (laughs) I love the ear lick. Stephen first said that was um, ad-libbed. You know, that's just a Daniel Day-Lewis genius moment where they were supposed to embrace in the script, but 
come around and gave his ear a little lick. No, I, I love that. <laughs> Last thing I want to just mention, which I thought was so cool. I love the crazy titles. It's so silly, but just the, you know, the title sequence. On the, the soundtrack la- with the bubbles. Yeah, the bubbles and the lawn. Those are the little things to me that keep this film light. Right. If it weren't for that, I, I think I would not be able to watch this as many times. You wouldn't, by the description, think this is an easy viewing, um, especially if you just read the description of the film. I remember looking at the back of that Blu-ray cover and being like, a gay Pakistani guy falls in love with a neo-Nazi in London. Like <laughs> yeah. This sounds like high drama. It sounds like a Lars von Trier tragedy, but it ain't. And that's the genius of Stephen Frears. If you would like to watch My Beautiful Laundrette, you are able to stream it currently right now on HBO Max, or you can rent or buy it from Apple TV, Vudu, or Amazon. Thank you guys so much for listening to our episode on My Beautiful Laundrette. If you would like to get in contact with us, please do so via social media at Film Exchange Pod, all one word, Instagram and Twitter. Until then... We hope to see you next time.